Hi everyone, I'm Daniela and you're listening to the Mellow Moment Podcast. In today's episode, I talked to Melissa Michener from The Bark Shop about the importance of grooming on pet health. So if you want to hear tips and tricks on keeping your pet healthy from the CEO of the New York Institute of Pet Grooming herself, and see how many times we can say the word grooming in one episode, listen to Melissa's amazing discussion about pet healthcare and haircuts. Hey everyone, I'm Daniela from Mellow Pet Care, and today I'm joined by Melissa from the Bark Shop in New York City. And this is a really cool pet care facility which specializes in grooming and has a tagline that I would actually love to dive into later in this podcast, and that is, a clean pet is a healthy pet. So Melissa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Daniela. I'm super excited to be here on the Mellow Pet Podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for joining. So to start off, would you maybe like to just introduce yourself, give a little bit of personal background for the listeners? Absolutely. So my name is Melissa. I'm the CEO and founder of The Bark Shop. Um, I have been in the pet industry for 10 years. I always say I stumbled into the industry. If you met me 10 years ago, I would not tell you that I will be starting a pet care facility or going into pet grooming. Um, Previously, I worked at Best Buy for a little over nine years. And within 90 days, I just decided to jump in, empty my savings. And here we are today. That is an amazing background. I actually love that. I mean, big fan of Best Buy too. Great place to buy all of your gadgets and apparatus. We're here to talk about kind of the world of pet grooming. Um, So specifically, you know, how do you feel that the world of pet grooming has really evolved over time? Yeah, absolutely. I would say pet grooming has definitely evolved over the last 10 years. I would say consumers are a lot more educated. They have a lot more questions in terms of like, are the groomers certified? Do they know breed standard cuts? What products are used? Um, So we're one of the very few grooming salons that actually use our own products. So they want to know a lot more about like what's in the products. Is it vegan friendly? Is it safe for cats and dogs? Because although we're called the Bark Shop, we do actually do cat grooming as well. Um, I think, you know, technology has played a major role. Um, I'm a millennial. Millennials are always looking for like, how can we do this faster? QR codes, expedited booking process. Um, So that has definitely evolved in the grooming space. Um, And I think like allowing customers to just customize their experience and see the value um, and really honing in on what is the value of a pet being groomed. Um, I always, you know, talk when I talk with my team, I always say that, you know, we don't really focus on dollar amount. We focus on value. And I use the analogy of like, you know, going to a restaurant that, you know, the food wasn't that great, but the service was amazing. Right. We're, we're a customer service business first that just happened to be in the pet grooming space. Um, we want to be that reliable source to educate our consumers, to ensure that we're um, identifying and also understanding the pet's unique needs because it's not a one-size-fit-all, right? Pets are just like children um, and their needs are different. So how do we um, how do we create services that really speak to the needs of our consumers? Yeah, no, I think that is an amazing evolution. And I think you're right. And like, you know, back in the day, 
maybe people saw grooming as more of a luxury, you know, oh, if I have enough money, I'll get my pet groomed like once every few months to make them look pretty. And they didn't really like dig deeper into the benefits. And that's one of the things that I really love about your tagline, a clean pet is a healthy pet. So let's talk more about that. You know, um, how does grooming really impact pet health and why is it so important? It's super important because when you think about um, most common issues with dogs is uh, skin dermatitis issues or infections. So we're really taking the time to educate consumers to say like, it's beyond the vanity or the look and the aesthetic of the haircut. It's really for their health care and well-being, right? Like um, if a dog is matted, that can lead to skin irritations and dermatitis and different funguses and yeast and things like that. Uh, so it's beyond just getting a haircut to look cute. It's really about, you know, preserving your dog's lifespan, um, tying into like what type of food, what type of food do they eat? Right. Um, Because that helps with the fatty acids. And, you know, we have an omega, uh, omega three salmon uh, supplement that we can use. So really educating the clients to understand that, you know, we're thinking about your pet's health and well-being. It's above and beyond just the haircut. And I think also, you know, the industry has changed over war because we're also thinking about the groomer's well-being. Um, and, you know, grooming is a very tedious, labor-intensive job. So really thinking about, like, how do we create this unique service experience? But get, getting our pet, pet owners to look at grooming as, a, as healthcare and building it into their lifestyle and then also like understanding like we're here to help you. We're here to have fun. And we're also here to make pet parenting easy because groomers typically see the 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 dogs more, you know, the dogs or the cats more than the veterinarians do, right? So bridging that gap in trust of like, we want to be that resource that if something comes up, we can refer you to the, the veterinarian. We can do testing or, you know, just help help you get whatever you need because like everything, life is just hard in general. So we want to make pet parenting easier. I love that. I love what you're doing. I mean, if I had a pet and I lived in New York, I would absolutely go to you. I mean, first, first step, you know, you know, adopt a pet, immediately make an appointment with you guys. I think that is amazing. Um, and so for all of the pet parents that are listening, who are, you know, maybe learning a lot more about grooming today than they knew before, maybe they're the type that, you know, as mentioned earlier, the ones that go maybe once every few months, I'll take my pet to the groomers if I have the extra cash. Uh, as a rule of thumb, how often should a pet get groomed? And then what are the factors that impact this frequency? Because of course, you know, there are a lot of external variables that could impact this. Absolutely. So I would say first, you want to start with like coat distinctions. So a long haired, a long coat versus a short coat. So a long haired dog example would be like, Yorkie, Shih Tzus, um, short hair coats would be like Jack Russell's, um, Pitbulls. So if you have a long hair dog, I would say you want to rotate in between grooming. So every six to eight weeks, the dog should be having a haircut and then a bath. Uh, for short, short coated dogs, you know, I would say once a month. It depends on how active their lifestyle is. Like if you're going to the dog run, obviously every single day, you're going to have to do a lot more cleaning. Um, but in terms of like a haircut versus a bath, you should be rotating that. So every six to eight weeks, the pet should be getting, you know, a haircut. And then the following month, they should be getting a bath. Um, do not ever use human grade products 
on pets. Um, we do have our own products. You can shop the barkshop.com. We even have a medicated line for pets that have skin issues. Um, worst case scenario, you can use um, just tearless is also something that's very important. You don't want to get soap in the pet's eyes. But yeah, rotating, you know, every six to eight weeks uh, and something that you can use in between. You know, we have body sprays. So like if you're like, oh, you smell like dog. You can just give them a little wipe down, you know, with our wipes or sprays, um, because you also don't want to overwash the dog because dogs have natural, um, natural oils and you don't want their coats to dry out because you're constantly washing them. Yeah, that's a lot. That's really good to think about. And, you know, just like even to start off giving that value, you know, the six to eight weeks, uh, a lot of people don't know that. So that's awesome. That's a great starting point. Uh, you mentioned a lot of really good products and, you know, wipe your dog um, if they go to the dog run. But um, do you think there are some other good steps that pet parents can take at home to make sure that their pet is in the best health possible? Absolutely. This is my favorite topic to talk about because you know, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, we realized that a lot of pet owners didn't know how to take care of their pets at home. So definitely if you have a long coat or long haired dog, rule of thumb, combing and brushing. Um, if the comb can go through, any clippers can go through. I know sometimes at home, like pet owners want to feel empowered and they're like, well, I just want to trim the bangs or things like that. Always clip below your hands. Um, like if you comb the bangs down and you put your hands to the bottom, Always clip below because you want to leave some hair for the groomers to have to work with. We don't really recommend cutting anything at home. The most important thing in maintaining a, a pet's long hair coat is to comb and brush that dog, right? From root to tip, uh, the head to toe, so and the tail. A lot of times pet parents forget the face and, you know, if the water bowl, the hair is all in the water bowl, that's an easy area to get mad at or the tail, um, so combing and brushing those things out. I always use the human hair analogy, right? Because a lot of times pet owners are like, oh, I brush my pet's hair. Um, if I only brush the outside of my head, then it's gonna be great. But if I don't like get to the middle, then that's where the knots and the mats um, can occur. Um, for short coat dogs uh, or double, that could also be double coated to like a Husky, a German Shepherd. You definitely wanna use like a de-shedding tool um, or, you know, that we have, they have zoom groom brushes that in between with the baths, you can like brush to get some of that undercoat out, always dry the dog. Um, because when you leave the dog wet or like air dry, that can lead to like skin dermatitis, different funguses, yeast infections. Um, and if you are bathing at home, if you have a smaller dog, it's a lot easier to, um, control the environment by cleaning the dog in the sink. If you have a larger dog, I recommend the bathtub because you don't want to give a smaller dog a lot of room to like run around and move because then you don't really have control. And if you are bathing at home, definitely prep your area first, right? So you want to have the dryer. If you use a hand dryer, you want to use it on like cool. You don't want to put it super high. You want to have your towel, your shampoos and every everything within arm's reach. Because the worst thing is that you have a wet dog that's trying to jump out the tub or the sink shaking, you know, water everywhere and you're like scattered and like trying to grab everything and nothing is close. So always prep first. 
Um, and it's a great time to bond with your pet. I think that's a lot of things that pet owners don't look at. And it usually works one of two ways, right? Like one, there'll be way more respect for the groomer because you're like, wow, this is not easy. And then they'll decide like, oh, this is something I want to do because it's a bonding time. And then don't forget to reward the dog, um, you know, and give them a treat like, oh, you did a great job. Or if you want to leave it up to the professionals, come and see us at the bark shop. Those are such good tips. I, I love that. I remember my, yeah, with my childhood dog, we would bathe him in the sink because he was super small. And it was the same case. Like you turned away for half a second and it was the scrambles and everything. And it's just <laughs> like, I wish I had talked to you about 10 years ago <laughs> when you were still working yeah, with Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make pet parenting easier. You know, we're happy to ask any questions. You could always submit a question on our website um, and message and we're happy to respond. Yeah, I love your story. And, you know, I love how you've evolved and how you've created the Bark Shop. But now what does the future have in store for you and pet grooming? What are your goals for the future? Yeah, definitely. So I actually launched my second company, the New York Institute of Pet Grooming, um, where we aim to standardize and professionalize the pet grooming industry. So we're going to be teaching and certifying more pet groomers. Um, because as we all know, everyone has a pet now. Um, and we just, the grooming industry is expanding. We're definitely going to be continuing to expand more retail locations and mobile grooming trucks. So super exciting. Um, and really connecting with groomers and, uh, and focusing on their wellness and well-being as well. I think mental health resources is something that's super important. Um, because, you know, we, Grooming, you have to be in the right state of mind to perform these services and feel empowered and confident. Um, and I think, you know, as the world has changed, just making sure that we're in the right mental health space, making sure that we're in the right physical health space, um, connecting more groomers across the industry. Um, yeah, more locations, more fun, building more community with pet parents. Um, and yeah, just putting the bark shop out there because we've created a great company great people and um it's a brand that you can trust and we're really proud of that like when drake says started from the bottom now we're here i started from the bottom right and i didn't have an awning before i had an awning before i had like this beautiful salon i was hustling um and i was that weird creepy girl outside of starbucks handing out flyers and we still flyer and you know i'm still in the community and although i've um transitioned into a ceo I am excited about what we're building. I'm excited about the culture of the company that we're building. I think that we've really looked at, you know, what we've created with grooming and our brand and our staff. And, you know, we want to we wanna continue to build a great company um, like a Best Buy or Apple or Starbucks um, or Chick-fil-A. I'm super obsessed with Chick-fil-A, right? So um, creating an efficient and uh, productive company where people really want to work and love to work and then also where people really want to love and patronize i think small business is the new big business um so cr continuing to create that hospitality feel um i always say don't be afraid to go the extra mile there's never any traffic um and we're a customer service company first that just happened to be in grooming that is so amazing and really excited for the future for you guys. I think you have, you know, just an amazing community and ecosystem going of you know, everything you're doing. So you'll definitely get there. You will be the next Best Buy Apple of dog grooming and pet health. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited about it. I think that's what motivates me 
um, is my vision. My vision, not only for my company, but my vision for the people that join the organization. People are the most important people. People are the most important of any organization. And I always say that leadership starts from the top and it cascades through, you know, the entire company. So it starts with me. Um, and I lead with that, right? Like I want, I want people to feel excited. I want people to walk away and be like, wow, that was a great experience. You know, those groomers are professionals. Grooming is not a hobby. Um, and it's interesting, right? Because when you, I would say the innovator, um, sometimes you feel the brunt because when you're innovating, you never think about the adaption rate and like, how long is it going to take for people to actually adopt what we're trying to do and like the experience? So it's been fun. It's been a very insightful journey. Um, I've learned so much in this past decade and I'm looking forward to everything to come and continuing to learn. I'm a student of life and, you know, I'm always learning from my interns and just overall. So it's great. I love people. I love pets. Um, there's nothing that I, I will consider that I would be doing. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Um, so this is actually the perfect time to ask the Mellow Signature question. Uh, I think this is just, you know, one of the good bows to the end of the podcast. And every guest that comes on gets to answer the question. And so what does pet health and wellness mean to you in today's day and age? Pet health and wellness means that a clean pet is a healthy pet, right? Um, because cleanliness ties into so many other happy aspects. So ensuring that, you know, from a wellness perspective, the pets are active, um, that they're being groomed, they're going to boarding and daycare, they're interacting and stimulated with other pets. Um, and then also, I also want to hone in on like the pet care professionals perspective in wellness, um, ensuring that they're happy, they're doing what they love. You know, any pet care professional doesn't feel overworked. They feel supported um, and that they have the right leadership team and the right people around them on their team to get the results that they're aiming towards. Um, and when I think about pet care in general, you can't talk about pet care without talking about health and wellness. Um, they, they go hand in hand. And I'm, I'm so excited for the future of the industry um, and just pet care overall. I think that we've come a long way. Um, some other segments have like accelerated faster than others, right? When you look at like telehealth and, you know, different veterinary spaces and, um, you know, all of those things, boarding and daycare and dog walking. Um, but don't forget about grooming, right? We're coming and we're coming in hot. So excited. Oh, absolutely. Such a good answer. I love how that question just ties perfectly with your tagline. It's just like it's they're meant to be together. <laughs> Works so well. Uh, unfortunately, this has been a very short podcast. I could sit here and talk to you all day. I think listeners could listen to you all day. Um, but for those pet parents listening who just cannot get enough of you in the bark shop, how can everyone keep up to date with what you're up to? Yes. Follow us on Instagram, uh, the bark shop. Uh, it's T-H-E-B-A-R-K-S-H-O-P-P-E. If you're looking to make a career change, uh, definitely follow the New York Institute of Pet Grooming. It's N-Y-I-P-G on Instagram. Um, send us messages. We're happy to, happy to help your pets live a better life. Um, if you're looking for collaboration or, you know, any partnerships in the future, please feel free to reach out to us or reach out to me. Uh, Melissa at thebarkshop.com. Shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. That's our twist. 
Um, yeah, and just keep up with us. We have s- some amazing things coming in the pipeline and in the roadmap. Uh, and I'm super excited for all that's to come. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I really hope that everyone listening today uh, finds other ways to engage with you guys, whether that's in person, if you're in New York, go visit or, you know, or online, either way is amazing. Oh, and then so to wrap up this podcast, you have been an amazing guest and I love your voice and how you really are just um, such an amazing character in this <laughs> the wide scheme of things. Um, what other guests would you like to see on this Mellow Moment podcast? Man, there's so many. Um, I would definitely say Adrian Archie with Petamine out of Florida. Um, Barbara Clock Ruiz with Lick You Silly Yummy, Lick You Silly Pets, um, Treat Company, uh, Corey Turner with Dogly. There's, I mean, there's so many people. Like, I feel like, you know, as big as the space is, it's really small and we're all connected. Um, so that's just a few. Happy to give us some more. <laughs> but yeah, I think those are really great founders that are doing amazing things and um, they will be great to, to reach out to. Awesome. Well, hopefully uh, you'll be hearing them talking to me very soon. So thank you so much for joining me, Melissa. It's been a great chat. Thank you so much, Daniela, for having us. And thank you, Mela, for doing this. Thank you all for listening and make sure to check out the show notes for all links to everything mentioned in this episode. Head over to www.mela.ai to learn more about what's happening over here at Mela Pet Care and for more ways to keep your pet healthy and happy. And finally, come back next week to hear Clint Latham from Luca Veterinary Data Security talk about how pet parents can stay safe online.